Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Andre Snelling's filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Andre, are you an Instacart kind of guy? Not so much. Um, my wife has, uh, we, we have Instacart, but we just hardly ever use it. I'm the type that I, I'll just run up there and get it, you know, Ugh, and it drives her crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, no, what drives her crazy. I would love that. She should be loving that uh, because it, it, you end up spending all kinds of stupid money, right? When you have mm-hmm. people bring everything to you. And I, you know, I dabble in both, but I tend to end up Instacarting far too often. But it'll be, I find myself in these stupid situations like tonight. I need one thing and yeah. I really need one thing tonight. And I only need one thing and I'm on air with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. I can't really run out right now to Walgreens. And by the time I get off air at 10 p.m. Eastern and whatever. So I'm trying to get, you know, it delivered to me. (laughs) But I can't just get one thing delivered to me. Like, how stupid is that? (laughs) So now I'm putting in, you know, laundry detergent and like all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff that you just need in life. But I don't actually need right now because I'm not actually out of these things. But I just don't want to be the weird person who gets one singular (laughs) thing delivered to her house, which happens in this case to be nail glue, by the way, because I feel one of my nails is about to pop off because I smashed it today. Okay. And your girl spends a lot of money on her nails. So, <laughs> so she's got to stay right. Gotta I have need the glue. The glue. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get the glue tonight, then the nail could lift more and it could pop ah. off. I yeah. really did some damage to this nail today when I was putting up a Christmas tree. So long story short, I am now spending money getting this thing delivered to my house. It's mm-hmm. nail glue while we are on air that I don't need to be spending. I mean, you know, it's the convenience to this millennium, right? You know, why, why have it and not use it? And so that's what drives my wife crazy is that we have it. We pay for it every year and we mm-hmm. never use it because like, you always just go to the store and you don't even tell me you just go. And so I'm trying <laughs> not to go to the store so that we can use Instacart and actually get it's our like money. The opposite. It's like the opposite <laughs> problem of what we have in our household you can find him at professor dr z you can find me as well at amber w sports so that's how our households are running right now the new orleans pelicans might need to get their household in order because they have had some problems when it comes to their superstar and zion williamson the new orleans pelicans got worked last night just absolutely worked in the semifinals by the lakers 133 to 89 zion was you know not really showing up for the party he said he needed to put more effort in after the game well maybe he needs to put more effort in generally to his career because then we got the reports that apparently the new orleans pelicans have been trying to get zion uh, zion to focus on his dieting and his conditioning and he apparently reportedly does not listen no matter what they do, Andre. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, it's hard for a lot of reasons. Zion is one of the you know most talented players that's coming to the NBA in recent years, but we don't know it because he hasn't played a lot. So that ties in to the weight. 
You know, I, I've done a lot of work with Stefania Bell where she's broken down kind of his body mechanics and the amount of torque that he puts on his knees because of how big he is. So it's not even in his case just a matter of, hey, you got to stay in shape because you you got to be able to play hard. It's if he doesn't stay in shape, he might not be playing at all. So, yeah, th- this is a big problem that potentially could get bigger. And that's really the problem here because – it's weird to talk about these athletes' bodies, right, and be mm-hmm. so judgy where we're like, hey, he's clearly overweight. But the problem with him being clearly overweight in this scenario is it is clearly affecting his health and his performance and his ability to be available for the team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it speaks to a bigger problem because, yes, he's very young, but he's 23 years old being paid $200 million. Mm-hmm. At some point you've got to step up to the plate and actually earn that money, right? And actually behave like a professional. These guys get asked to do a lot at very young ages, Andre. But at the same time, if you and I got out of college and we had some big company paying us a lot of money at 23 years old, they wouldn't want to hear, hey, we're only 23. Or, hey, we've got all this off the court, you know, out of office stuff going on. None of that matters because at some point your employer wants results. No matter what industry you're in, he's being paid handsomely for the results and his employer ain't getting them because Zion cannot stay out there. And when he is out there, like last night, there's been a lot of moments where he's looked, of course, brilliant. He's wildly talented. There are times, of course, that he has looked absolutely brilliant this season. You've seen it. And then last night you got a listless performance where he put up what, like 13 points, whatever it was. And it just Mm -hmm. on eight shots and it just didn't look just didn't look like you want it to look for the dude who was supposed to be the next face of the NBA and has the ability to be if he just if he just worked at it. Yeah, it's not given what it's supposed to have gave. And and the thing is, too, you know, you, you mentioned how much money they're making. But part of it is when you're making the kind of money. So I was thinking of the line from the movie Forrest Gump when he got like stupid rich because he had bought stock in Apple or something. And and they told him that he was super rich. And he said, well, that's good. One less thing. You know, I, I kind of feel like that applies. If, if, if you're making nine figures, then you don't have to worry about money anymore. And you can just kind of focus on your craft. Right. And so if you're playing in the NBA, an element of that is you have to be at the highest level of physical shape. And I don't even, I don't even feel like that's body shaming, you know. Like we was talking about with Big Perk earlier. Like I can't body shame nobody, you know, um, <laughs> when it comes to to uh, weight. But if someone were willing to pay me nine figures, eight figures, seven figures, heck, six figures, you know, and it relied on me being in top physical shape, then I feel like I would put the time in to make sure that I'm, I'm as good as can be. And it, it, it kind of drives people crazy. I was watching a, a game with my stepfather, not a, a Pelicans game, but he was, you know, the guy was 60-some percent from the free throw line. And he's like, all the little brother has to do is practice free throws. He could do that every day. And it's the same situation. All Zion has to do is work out and the results will come. So, yeah, it, it kind of drives me a little batty because I'm like, man, with that kind of talent, 
I would be in the gym like Kobe, you know, so, but uh, it, it bothers me because I, I actually do a little something to, to try to be in shape, right? And I'm paying to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, Hell, if somebody <laughs> wanted to pay me any money, like mm-hmm. a few hundo, like let's go. <laughs> I would, I would be in check because right now I'm paying for gym memberships Absolutely. and I'm buying gym equipment for my house. Absolutely. And it's like, I spent my life paying to do that thing that they are asking him for $200 million to do at the very top of his craft when he has the athletic ability that all of us would give up nearly anything to have. And he has that ability. And so then we just see it in him not caring. And also he's in the situation where he can afford any sort of help, right? So it's not like... It's the person who has to meal prep and make all of their own food and find the time because they've got three jobs and they're trying to find the time on the back end to work out at night when they've got three kids at home. Like that is not the life that Zion Williamson is leading. Okay. Zion Williamson can afford a full time chef. He can afford an entire team of personal trainers in addition to the team trainers that he has. He can afford to have a gym in every home and vacation home that he owns and anywhere he breathes on. Like that man can afford every luxury when it comes to having to do the work but at some point you can lead the horse to the water the water still has to be able to the horse still has to be able to drink right like you can't make the horse do that last step yeah and that's what zion needs to do and it's infuriating because i think for the rest of us in the outside looking in we're just looking at the situation like man if that was us the things that we would do yeah i mean to the point you just made about his lifestyle Unfortunately, his lifestyle this offseason became a part of the story and, you know, maybe a part of the distraction. And I think that's where the 23 years old kind of comes into effect, because, you know, Zion is not the only person from that draft class. Right. That that, that is doing Mm -hmm. things that is. You know, mm-hmm. not conducive to professional uh, <laughs> I'm up success. With your down. Yeah, you know, I mean, because Zion was the number one pick, but John Morant was number two, and so right. he's currently suspended as we speak. And both of them have the chance to to develop that maturity. You know, NBA contracts are guaranteed as long as you don't force your way out of the league. And so, if they're able to grow up a little bit and start putting in a, a, a little more professionalism, as you described it. Man, the upside is still so nice. And, you know, at 23, you, you, you feel like, you know, a lot of people say, well, when I was 23, what was I doing? You know, um, maybe you give the 23 year old that kind of money and maybe it takes them a little bit to get their head on straight. People always say that, but it's like, no, when I was 23, like a lot of us were actually like out of college, you know, working, you know, having it like having to show up to work, having to do our job for a whole lot less money, a whole lot less money and a whole lot less perks. I'm trying to get a brother some grace. But yeah, when I was 23, uh, I wish somebody would have gave me nine figures to do anything. when When I was 23. Real talk, when I was 23, I was working full-time for TV20 in Gainesville, Florida, chasing this dream, Yep. and I wasn't getting paid a single dollar, so yeah. I was waiting tables on the side. Full-time internship, not getting paid a single dollar just so I could be there when I was 23. Like, Absolutely. that was the grind. Give yep. me 200000000 million. I like to believe that I'd be doing everything I can for that money. I know it's easier said than done. It's a problem I didn't have, but it's one that I would have liked to have. I hope these guys figure it out. I hope Zion in particular, the I mean, the talent level where you know he could go 
it's just frustrating that he's not hearkening that in right now and, and doing everything he can to get there because it seems like just from what he has available to him, the tools in his tool shed, he could <laughs> be one of the best players that we've ever seen. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Andre Snellings filling in for Ian tonight. Check out all of Andre's work, by the way, on the dot com. He covers the NBA here for us at ESPN. But coming up next, we will transition to college football. There's some interesting developments in the world of name, image and likeness. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So name image likeness in college is a mess. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Because college athletes should have been able to benefit from their own name images and likenesses decades ago, Andre, lifetimes yes. ago, really, right? Absolutely. Okay, so none of us none of us negate that. It, it was all incredibly stupid that they weren't able to and that it took the court system's involvement to change it all. But the, re, the but because it took the court system's involvement to change all of this, it has turned into the wild wild west because you don't have any sort of unifying body and you have zero regulations that are uniform. So what you have is you have a whole bunch of states that were scrambling when NIL became legalized to create their own legislation to try to put some sort of parameters in place. You have universities that had to then scramble to create their own bylaws, and you've had problems that have come to fruition in things like booster collectives that I'm not even sure anybody had the foresight to realize how prevalent and how popular and how powerful they would be. So all of this, to me, I love it. Because it's a lawyer in me. Like, I love it. In the wheelhouse. I love it. It's in the wheelhouse. And I tend, when we get into these subjects, to get like too lawyer nerdy. And then James Steele leaves the studio and like <laughs> goes and does his taxes because it's more fun than listening to me talk about Not this stuff. taxes. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know how to do those. That's just to be honest with you. We go just, to someone to do those. <laughs> I was just trying to name something awful uh, that you think is then less awful than me talking about legal stuff. So I don't want to get too nerdy with this conversation, but there has been a bit of a development here, Andre, where you had this week the NCAA president proposing a rule to let schools and athletes enter NIL deals. The NCAA president, Charlie Baker, he proposed the rule change on Tuesday that would allow D1 schools for the first time to pay their athletes in ways that are not tied 
to educational resources. Ideas were put forth, like a policy that would allow schools to set aside a certain amount um, for each student athlete, like a $30,000 type stipend for each athlete that you could pay them. Uh, It would be change that would be uh, that they can, the NCAA argues is necessary because of that whole legal environment that I just mentioned that has arisen from NIL. And I thought that it was really interesting, just this concept without getting into the numbers and kind of the minutia of what they are proposing, just the concept of, Hey, let's try to get these schools in a position where they can essentially pay athletes. Because even though it wouldn't be called pay for play, because then you got Title IX issues and you got a whole new legal quagmire, maybe if they can have more control over name, image, and likeness, then we can have some more uniformity. Yeah. So first of all, when you talk about nerdy stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in law school, but when it comes to nerd stuff, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm, 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 I'm always <laughs> go with you on that. Um, but I also have the perspective here, you know, way back in the stone ages. Um, I used to be a division one athlete for two major schools. You know, I was, a uh, ran track for both Georgia tech and the uh, university of Michigan. And so I was around the athletic departments at, at, at times and these schools had major players there. Um, and without even naming names, I mean, obviously we know some of what was going on with Michigan in the nineties. So I, I think the way you framed it is not so much that the name image and likeness has created a wild West. It's that it was already a wild West with boosters, uh, potentially paying players, you know, guys that we knew on campus came from the hood, who are all of a sudden driving these super expensive cars when they come to campus. Um, we knew people were getting paid. Um, and as you pointed out, it's been long overdue that college athletes should have been paid. And I, so I, I don't care so much about the pay for play element of it. Like that doesn't bother me. I think it's interesting that the ramifications of the name, image and likeness, the way that it's played out seems to be kind of pushing the NCAA more towards the kind of pay for place uh, type status that frankly, I think is where it should have been to begin with. Like, you know, the reason, yeah. And and you bring up good points. The reason that pay for play though is so complicated. And frankly, if I was a university president, I wouldn't want to touch it. And it's Mm -hmm. not that I don't think student athletes deserve to be paid. It's that not every sport in the school generates money. And we know it's coming from a sport in most schools. Mm -hmm. And also how do you distribute that revenue then amongst the other sports? And how do you not run into a gender, gender equality issue under title nine? There's some serious problems there with all of that. In addition to the antitrust issues that we've already run into with the NCAA time and time and time again, when they do try to regulate these things. And we've seen the way that the courts have leaned where they really do not care for the way that the NCAA has regulated student athletes. Right. And so then does this become part of that? Because it feels like with the NCAA, they essentially allowed themselves to be rendered completely powerless 
by sitting on their hands so long when anybody could have seen this coming. The voices were growing louder and louder and louder and louder for compensation for student athletes as the sport throughout history here had become more and more and more and more profitable and generating more revenue for these programs when none of it was being trickled down to the student athlete. And it has created this entire mess. And then the NIL component of it, them trying to prohibit athletes from being able to do things outside of what should have been the jurisdiction of the NCAA became an issue that then the courts have to get involved in. Mm -hmm. The NCAA is now on the back end trying to go to Congress. They have been for the last three years and saying, hey, Congress, you need to create a law that allows us to keep athletes from becoming employees. It allows us to create uniform rules for NIL. It allows us to to avoid future antitrust lawsuits. And Congress so far has been trepidatious about getting involved in this whole landscape. And so now the NCAA is proposing this. Like, okay, well, maybe we now try this tactic. And really, from a macro perspective, I just think it's interesting because it just feels like, yes, things need to be done. Absolutely. I agree with that because there are not checks and balances, Andre. You don't even, I mean, these these athletes and and this applies to high schoolers as well like Alabama they just proposed legislation to allow high schoolers to be paid a lot of these states allow NIL deals for high schoolers you're having athletes you're having minors in some states depending where you are and young people regardless of whether they're minors or not they're entering these deals and sometimes signing deals where it goes beyond the tenureship in their program right they're like oh sure i'll give a percentage of my like it's crazy you know like yes i'll i'll rep your brand for the next 16 years okay but then you turn into lebron james and that's like a terrible deal because mm-hmm. <laughs> they paid you forty thousand dollars to do it, <laughs> or whatever and there's no checks and balances to even protect the kids sometimes from themselves so there things need to be done absolutely but i think it's interesting because it feels like the ncaa is scrambling now yeah. to get things done and they're not going to be able to yeah i mean to the point that you made early on that they don't want to touch this because it's such a big legal quagmire but there are multiple problem statements that have been there for a long time right like mm-hmm. the nba i mean the ncaa making billions of dollars and then not giving any of it back to the people that generated the money like That's the issue. And, you know, the fact that boosters have been able to pay for a long time. Now it's just more frontward facing. Um, You got to figure out a way to regulate it, whether it's done behind the scenes or out in the front. And you have all these booster collectives everywhere, and that's created a whole situation as well, and a situation for these universities because now the boosters are running the athletic programs, not the presidents and the athletic directors. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we roll on plenty more conversation and NFL talk. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rolling along here on Amber and Ian. You can watch the finals tomorrow in the NBA in-season tournament. You can also listen to it on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins right here on ESPN Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern tip-off in the in-season tournament finals is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Lakers and Pacers. We have been doing a lot of NBA talk today. Andre Snellings is filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. Andre covers the NBA for us at ESPN. You can check out all of his brilliant work on the .com. If you missed any of tonight's show, please check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Right now, let's find out what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. Is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? Big deal, not a big deal is brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get a real, keep it, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more info, visit getrealkeepitreal.com. I have my real Christmas tree right now, Dre, in my living room. It is All all decorated. It is ready to go for the holidays. It smells lovely. And your nails were the one casualty of uh, my nails were one of the casualties today of decorating for Christmas. I did smash one of my nails. Don't worry, Instacart's on the way with nail glue. Well, all right, uh, to help out the situation, uh, so we can keep it right. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, James Steele, our producer extraordinaire. Hi, Uh, how's everyone doing? Good. Uh, Everyone's good. Yeah, yeah, almost to the weekend here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Big week. Big weekend. Oh yeah, big weekend. weekend. Someone's birthday this weekend. There you go. Big sports weekend also. But that's what I was getting at. Oh, is it someone's birthday? It's someone's birthday this weekend. You don't say. Somebody's birthday. Whose birthday is it? It's not my birthday. It's Amber. Oh, you remembered. (laughs) You guys are so sweet. (laughs) We shouldn't have. Forty-one years young tomorrow. That's what's up. I love it. I love it, and I heard that you are already getting good gifts from your loved ones. So I am, mm-hmm. I am. I'm feeling uh, quite spoiled as well. And one of our one of our fill in co hosts here at ESPN Radio, Jonathan Zaslow, he sent me an incredibly nice bottle of wine, and it has oh, yeah. led me to wonder why nobody who actually works on this show regularly, James Steele, sent me anything for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, what 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 do you get the person who has everything, right? <laughs> You get to work with me. Isn't that a gift every day? Ah, uh, struggling. You're struggling there, James. <laughs> Abort. I'm, I am I am the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's start here. I sent this to you guys in the group chat yesterday because it was just a, a baffling thing for someone to say. Uh, a financial analyst on uh, CNBC suggested that sports betting is why men aren't uh, dating, getting married, or having sex. Quote, 30% of young men say that they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. And that's because of sports betting. Amber, is this uh, sports betting uh, leading to the downfall of men overall? A big deal or not a big deal? <laughs> ESPN bet is incredibly sexy. <laughs> I'll start there. However, 
I would imagine if those statistics are in fact true, Dre, that there's probably some other things that young men could access on their phones other than just ESPN bet to scratch that itch, so to speak. So I'm not so (laughs) sure it's the sports betting if we're talking about online behavior. Uh, Yeah. Scratch that itch. Um, Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I was never a young man. You were a young man. Yeah. Once you still are, Andre Snellings, uh, does any of this feel like a reality? Because in my, ex- yeah, in my I experience mean, back in my single days, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't run into this problem. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, obviously I'm a little older than the young generation now, but there's a such thing as correlation without causation, right? You know, mm-hmm. young men might be doing sports betting and apparently might not be having um, a good experience with the ladies, <laughs> but... I don't think that uh, tying the two together is necessarily the move because, as you point out, there are definitely other options online that are probably drawing a lot more attention in that way than sports betting. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, ESPN, Good contribution, James. ESPN bet is a big deal, so uh, go and download the app right now. By the way, I am rocking to this uh uh, the genuine in the background. It's a great musical choice. ESPN Bet is not the, harming the sex right lives. ESPN Bet is enhancing sex lives. Yeah, An incredibly you, sexy product. Go check it out. ESPN Bet. Buy your significant other a present. It's a great. It's a great thing to. It's to overall, happen. it is uh, overall the best thing. That's I've ever heard happened. ladies dig yeah. it. You know, I can attest <laughs> to the facts. ESPN Bet <laughs> for sure. Chicks mm-hmm. dig I, ESPN Bet. So, and the long ball. Uh, New England Patriots <laughs> uh, head coach Bill Belichick going to be the guest picker. For the for Army Navy on College Game Day uh, tomorrow, Dre, big deal, not a big deal. That uh, the greatest coach ever going to be a guest picker tomorrow. Um, I mean, I would say not a big deal in the sense of of people looking for reading the tea leaves. Like, oh, is he going to be looking for things to do after coaching? Does this mean that he's out of New England? I, I don't know that I see a connection there. But, you know, for the game itself, you know, the military game is always one worth paying attention to. I have a little cousin who plays for Air Force, so he won't be in this game. But, you know, um, military football is 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 on my mind a lot more because of, of what Camby is doing. So, you know, that part I'll give a big deal. But, you know, Belichick being there and doing it, I, I don't really see a lot with that. Shout out to Camby. Uh, thank, and thank everybody for their service. Uh, this is not a big deal because this game's in Foxborough. And if you're looking for a Patriots star, I don't know what else you do <laughs> other than go to the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so you're really lacking. So I don't know how many people game day called. But there's well, not, not many recognizable people on that staff. <laughs> they weren't lacking in star power yesterday. Uh, ask the Steelers. Bailey Zappi uh, could, could have done it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just out of the ordinary for Bill Belichick to do something like this, though, right? Like, well, he's he doesn't, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. You see him up there at the podium every week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he... He's going to have to play to a crowd? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I will I'm say, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet was on McAfee today, and he was talking about how he ha- does a private event with Bill Belichick, or a lot of years he did a private event for Wheels Up with Bill Belichick. And he was saying how... Um, personable he is at yeah. private events and how like chatty and just so gracious with his time even on Super Bowl weeks for Super Bowls he was coaching it mm-hmm. and I've that he's that. a very different person in the media and publicly than he is privately I've heard the same I think he doesn't want to give anything away and he might be a little irritated that people are asking him to give stuff away because he's like why would I do that but I have heard that the man himself uh, off the field is a, is a much different story 
I can't wait to see how uh, charming and charismatic <laughs> right. he is tomorrow on, on College Game Day. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, have seen any of this on Twitter today, but there have been some some crazy Shohei Otani rumors floating around out there about where he's going to end up. Uh, Blue Jay fans are on full, like, big-time Otani watch right now. They were... They thought he was on a plane to Toronto earlier today. That that rumor was was uh, I don't think that was true, but they were like tracking planes. Um, definitely not in Toronto. I guess he's still in L.A. in his home. But like the fact that we might get Sho- Shohei Otane in Toronto with the Blue Jays, Amber, big deal, not a big deal. I mean that that would be a big deal because that's not a deal that beyond these last few days, most people saw coming. Uh, so that would be a big deal. I, all these rumors are, I think, to be expected. Like the rumor mill around Shohei Otani is not a big deal because, of course, we expected this to happen, Andre. Mm-hmm. I think Pablo Torre on his podcast today like was like unpacking like there was some like the name of Shohei Otani's dog because there's some rumor out there that like you can't say his dog's name because his dog's named after a team that he might want to go to or there's some implication. Mm. I don't know. It, it, it's gotten a little out of control, yeah. but also I sort of expected it to get there before he actually signed with a team. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Shohei Otani has been number one on my Twitter X whatever trends the entire show every time I go Shohei Otani and then Toronto uh, is is like the under thing so obviously people are paying attention to it it's a big deal in the sense that he's the best player in the sport and he's also the biggest personality in the sport so wherever he goes that part will be a big deal but you know the rumors of is he going to Toronto and what country is he actually in at the moment and you know that, that that's just kind of the, the fun of what we do here, right? You know, uh, people like to to dig in in the off season, but you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal as far as whether it's actually going to determine whether he, where he plays. The Jays are owned by Rogers Communications Multimedia Conglomerate, which is valued at twenty four billion dollars. Straight and cash, that, homie. And that is why that is why Shohei Otani is being linked to the Toronto Blue Jays. Now I'm Jays. trying to figure out what what a good dog name would be that's also a team name dodger dodger uh, yeah. would, be a, uh, would be an excellent Met, dog name yeah. yankee you, you wouldn't call a dog blue jay blue jay wouldn't work, no, jay. work. yeah you could not call the Maybe dog call blue jay blue? jay yeah my blue. dog blue i got my dog yeah. blue like that, that that fits you have yeah. a dog named blue no, I'm no. They, my neighbor actually has a dog named Blue, and this darn dog, who's uh, amazing, by the way, is, is such a cute dog. But this darn golden retriever ends up at my house like every few weeks because How is he golden escapes. Retriever named Blue. How is a golden? I don't know. Yeah, thank you. he's named Blue. I don't. I can't. I. I can't. I haven't done much talking to these neighbors. They live like many houses away, and their dog always getting out when my house is on the corner of a busy street yeah. is a little disconcerting to me yeah. and it didn't have any t- it took me a while to even figure out where this dog was coming from mm-hmm. anyways its name is blue it's a beautiful golden retriever i wish it would stay home though where it's safe and not run around on the streets he shall officially be called goldie from here forward <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, lsu quarterback jane daniels uh just keeps racking up hardware he won the associated press's player of the year award on thursday and tonight, uh, he won the Davey O'Brien Award as the nation's top quarterback, uh, winning these two awards uh, ahead of 
you know, him being a Heisman finalist here, Dre, is it a big deal? Not a big deal. I think it's a big deal because the the history of those awards, right? Typically, people that win those awards go on to win the Heisman, and so I think that that it adds to the 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 case that already existed that he was probably the front runner. But you know, if the Heisman switched it up. I don't think that that you know <laughs> there there's no recourse for oh well he won these but not these so you know uh, the Heisman did it wrong but uh, I I do think there's a, a trend there so big deal correlation it, it's a bit it's a big deal because he's going to win the Heisman trophy uh it's also a big deal for Arizona State cuz they're having to watch him right after he mm-hmm. transferred and we're going to get more and more of this and I I, I can sympathize with this as a Florida Gator because I remember watching it with Cam Newton when he left and, and ends up at Auburn. But in this day and age with the transfer portal, we're going to see this happen over and over again yeah. with the Heisman tra- winner. Now it's going to always be a transfer from some other university and some other university is going to be sitting there like, yo, where was that? So like, what yeah. did we do to run that guy out of town uh, this season? Jaden Daniels is uh, led in total offense this season, 4,946 yards in 12 games. That is averaging 412 yards per game. He's going to win the Heisman. He's okay at the game of football. I have yeah, one more. He does, it, he does it pretty well. I have one more real quick. John Rahm just won the Masters. He's the number three golfer in the world. Left the PGA Tour and signed with Live Golf. Amber, big deal, not a big deal. Uh, big deal because, I mean, you know, half a billion dollars or whatever he got to do this mm-hmm. uh, is a very big deal. The numbers that are being reported are pretty outrageous. He would not admit to the number, of course, today on McAfee. It's also a big deal because a big about face for John Rom. He had been one of those golfers that was pretty adamant and, uh, you know, about not going to live earlier on, stuck it out with the PGA Tour for a very long time. And it just shows eventually the money is going to end up winning. The PGA Tour has a problem with when it comes to that, when you have the best golfer in the world right now going to live golf, a huge win for live, um, a huge loss for the PGA Tour. So, yeah, it's, it's a big deal and it complicates that situation even further. I'm like, really, half a billy? Like, that's a yeah. Jay-Z lyric. And so, you know, yes, it's a big deal. And yes, it just shows like these are athletes and they're they're trying to be paid for what what they do. And if you've got someone willing to pay Almost as much as you would pay to own a NBA team um, to to one golfer, yeah. Uh, eventually, they're going to go. You can't compete with that when you're talking billions mm-hmm. <laughs> or half a billions <laughs> or hundreds of millions. It's generational. You, wealth. you just it's you can't. Insanity. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't. cannot turn. It's funny because everybody always talks about the generational thing. Like everyone's like, oh, I have you know, even John Rom today. Like on McAfee's, like, well, I had to set up. You know, I have to set up my. I have my kids and my wife, and my kids, and I have to think about them, my grandkids, and my great. Okay, but also like I'm taking like I'm taking it for me, man. <laughs> I'm also in the generations. You know, I'm also in the generation. I am. I am the generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my great great grandkids. I hope that they're responsible with it all. But mm-hmm. also, I'm about to enjoy this right now. So hey, money yeah. talks. Well, you know, We've three stacks said. You know, you want your kids, kids, kids to have some cheese. So you know that's, that that's all nice as well. But it's nice if you got some cheese too. It's nice if you get to enjoy it a little bit as well. Coming up next, we are going to enjoy it on Amber and Ian. We will make our picks for this weekend, our official picks for the NFL Week 14. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Suck at the pick'em challenge. Andre <laughs> Snellings. Andre Snellings filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. And I've employed every strategy, so I'm not going to take all responsibility because, first of all, I never admit that I'm wrong. I mean, and second of all, <laughs> every week, it's true. I have, he does not admit. Yeah, he does, ever. Right, I don't. Yes, um, I yeah. have been married for nineteen years. <laughs> so you, so you get it. <laughs> in an unrelated uh, note. <laughs> on an unrelated note, on a completely independent <laughs> note, I have been married for nineteen years. Yeah, so I don't admit I'm wrong, but also. Every week I'm on here on Fridays with a different host because Ian's out on Fridays and often I leave it up to the other host. I've tried every strategy like I've I, there's been weeks that like I override the host or like I leave it up to various hosts or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter what strategy I employ. We are second to last in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Greeny is worse than us. He is perpetually worse than us. He stays there at the bottom. So I'm very thankful for him <laughs> because it avoids us being at the bottom. But otherwise, we're, we're worse than everybody else. So the luck's going to change. Turn around this week, right? Because you're in the this. saddle. You got this. We got this. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs are favored in this game. Minus one and a half. So the odds makers seeing this thing, according to ESPN, bet as very, very close. Yeah, so I am going to take, or I would say I would take the the Chiefs and give the one and a half points because there have been so many questions about the the Bills. They're just not playing well. And the Chiefs haven't looked so great either. And them being without Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is an issue. But I still have more confidence in them and what they're doing than I do with the Bills. So I'm going to take the Chiefs and give that one and a half points. See, I want to go Bills here okay. because, first of all, I want to annoy James Steele, which is like one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> he but is also, wearing Chiefs gear. As he we sure speak. is one of her favorite things to do. She does it quite they, well, too. I think the only thing that James Steele owns is Kansas City Chiefs gear, by the way, uh, especially in terms of like hoodies and jackets. It's the only oh, outerwear I have ghost, I've ever I have seen a him. Ghostbuster hoodie. Oh, my bad. Who are you gonna I'm, wearing you a, I'm wearing a Pantera shirt. Well, your shirts, I will say, uh, thankfully, the shirts change under the hoodie that I'm not sure you ever wash. Anyways, back to Bills at Chiefs. The reason that I'm learning leaning towards Buffalo is because I feel like the Bills' backs are against a wall. Like, this is do or die. This is win in order to see tomorrow or or that's it. It's a wrap. Basically, Buffalo has to win out, essentially, even in order to make a postseason where they're sitting right now. So both of these teams feel like they have something to prove. But in Buffalo at six and six, it feels like a dire situation for a team that was supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl. I can agree with that, but they've looked so bad. So bad. Like, so bad. They they lost to the Patriots before the Steelers did. Like they were the, the Patriots last win. And so Right. All right. All right. You know what? And and it maybe there's a McDermott problem in Buffalo. If you missed that, we had a conversation on it earlier in the show. Check out the Amber and Ian podcast on the ESPN app. Fine. You convince me we'll go Kansas City. I just won't get to annoy James Steele. Broncos at Chargers. Chose, chose wisely. This one uh, is less fun, I think, to predict because the Chargers sitting minus three, three-point favorites in this game. That basically means that they are just getting the bump there for being at home. Both these teams pretty even. Both these teams pretty mediocre, Andre. 
they are pretty mediocre if you look at the season as a whole. But if I look at like the last four to six weeks, I don't know if they are. It feels like Denver has been playing pretty well, mm-hmm. whereas the Chargers have been playing pretty not well. Like, you know, we, we were just talking about the Patriots. That's the only way the Chargers were able to get a win is because the Patriots couldn't put any points on the board, and the Chargers only scored six. So I kind of feel like I would like to take Denver in the points because they've actually been winning most of their games, and their only loss was recently was to a good Houston team. So. I would go well, that so way. and that and that's when I fell for the rope dough because I felt like Denver was on such a hot streak, and then that loss happened, and they were zero for eleven on third downs and one of three in the red zone against the Texans. I it, you know, it's been confusing, obviously, with the Broncos starting hot or starting so slow and then going through that stretch and then coming back down to earth a bit. But fine, I'll go Denver because I don't have any more confidence in the Chargers, and frankly. I'm not that passionate either way, so let's go with Andre Snelling's pick so I can blame him when these are all wrong. <laughs> Eagles at Cowboys. Here's the all big one. Cowboys, fa- Cowboys favored by three and a half. You know, no matter what you say, I'm going Dallas here because I kind of have to. I know you are. Uh, with the three and a half, with the hook, I'll, I'll take the Eagles. Um, unless something's really wrong with Jalen Hurts, I feel like they should be able to keep the game close. All right, I'm overriding you here. We are going Dallas in Big D at home. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, Q Myers with Game Night. He is way better at this whole betting thing than me. Listen to whatever Q says next. ESPN Radio is also on the app.